Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. And I'm Travis. And we are breaking down this week in DC TV with a focus on the CW. Just two shows this week, so we will dive in. We did get one new DC TV show this week, and that is Krypton. We did our own special review for that. I'll put a link in the show notes for Thursday, but I can briefly say that we we all recommend it and definitely worth checking out. But on to Legends of Tomorrow, Necromancing the Stone. We are winding down on this season, just three more episodes after this one. And what did you think, Travis? I enjoyed this episode a lot, but I enjoy anything that involves Constantine. So <laughs> that's just me. I hope this show is renewed because he is confirmed to be a new cast regular next season. So I hope that I really enjoyed the scene with the first scene with Sarah and her old black canary self from before she died, convincing her that she was the one that should wield the death totem. Cause I totally believe what she was saying. Like, yeah, that makes sense. She probably is the only one that could wield it. So I like that as well. But I also enjoyed Amaya stepping up as leader in Sarah's absence. That, that was, that was perfect for her character. Yeah, this was a, this was a really good episode. Um, like you said, I really liked all the stuff they did with the death totem and really setting up that everybody on the team is going to have their own totem. It looks like, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, seeing all of the the characters brought back to life that that have like special connections to everybody else, it was a really good way to tie the episode together, but still have everybody doing their own thing. So yeah, overall, really good episode. And like you said, anytime that Constantine comes back, I'm happy. I mostly agree. This is another episode that is set mostly on the Wave Rider, but I I enjoyed it more than the last one and. and where we got that, and it was it was handled pretty well. And of course, Constantine being back is is always great. He's Matt Ryan is just fantastic in the role, and he he can fit in pretty much anywhere. So that is good to see. Um, yeah, I didn't love all the the Sarah stuff. That was fine with her being sort of taking over. But I did. It was cool how they had all of the the characters pop up. You know, seeing Jesse Quick and and that kind of thing. I was glad to see them pop back up. I agree, and it was nice to see Wally has like is like completely okay with what's happened with Jesse. You could see it; like he he didn't fall for it. Well, he did and he didn't. He got shot, but he didn't fall for what she was saying. And I also thought it was cool and right that Mick is the fire totem bearer, and I loved him finally accessing that. And we got a like 50, new Fifty Two reference there with that's the way he uses his powers in the new Fifty Two. Yeah, seeing the fire totem was really awesome. And it's, I, again, I did enjoy Wally on here and I think he's fitting in pretty well, but it just seems, it seems weird like that some of the stuff that should have been resolved on Flash is getting resolved here. Like he just left the show and they're like, well, we didn't wrap up some of the stuff we wanted to, so we're going to have to do it here. But I, I'm not minding it. It's just kind of strange. Yeah, that's one of those things. It's good if you're, watching all the shows it's nice to that you can pick up storylines but it's tough if you were just watching the flash or just watching legends then you're you're missing out on part of the story there so there's definite pros and cons there um but yeah overall mostly enjoyable ava's jealousy ava was quite jealous throughout i thought that was a bit much for considering her and sarah had been together for two days or whatever and she was uh worried about what happened last month with constantine that was strange to see I thought that was a bit much. 
Yeah, you're right. Uh, they kind of overplayed that. But in the end, uh, Sarah pulled an Oliver Queen there and just dumped her flat out. Get away <laughs> from me. You're too close kind of deal. And I know next episode is going to be like an I, Ava type episode. So they're going to have to clue this Malice thing up in the final two, which I hope they tell a good story because Legends have been great this season so far. Yeah, we we really don't know a lot about Malice still and like you said there's not a whole lot of time left to tell that story and so i hope they wrap it up in a good way but uh we'll see yeah we get we've known very little other than some you know some talk some exposition about him and some occasional voiceovers so i i'm hoping they're they're either saving something cool or i'm assuming he will end up being a little bit underwhelming by the time the finale comes around but yeah, one one last thing, Gideon, Gideon, something. They're, they're I don't know. they Gideon is always inserting herself into conversations now uh, <laughs> in places where she probably shouldn't for an artificial intelligence. I don't know. I think they if they don't have her some legends thing down the future where she she creates a body and then becomes evil temporarily or whatever. If they don't do something like that, I think it's a huge missed opportunity. I agree. That'd be a pretty cool storyline, actually. Yeah, that's that's one that makes a lot of sense, and they've definitely been involving her a lot more. Um, and I, I like the way they've been using her, so I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a storyline like that. Yeah, I think it's a good balance. I like Gideon as a fun, sarcastic sidekick, but that can absolutely be overdone if you give a character like that too much of a role. Yeah. Oh, oh agreed. They could have her like as the big bad of the whole season, not the team not knowing that she pulling the strings, setting up the stuff that happens throughout the season, only to find out in the end that it was her. So. Yeah, absolutely. And or have her that would make her unavailable to the team and the team would be is in big trouble anytime they don't have access to Gideon. So yeah. I think that would be I think that would hurt them in two ways. You're right Maybe there. she's Mollus. You're right, that was highlighted there in this episode that when they didn't have Gideon, they were, they were in trouble. Absolutely. All right, well, on to Black Lightning, the book of Little Black Lives. What did you think about this episode, Travis? Uh, Black Lightning's always great. Uh, I'm just going to keep going with that until proven otherwise. I really enjoyed this episode. I love seeing Anissa and Black Lightning do research, and it was also really cool to see Gamby's investigation skills because they're kind of off the chain. <laughs> yeah, Gamby doesn't mess around when he when he wants some information. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode as well, especially because we get to see just like how different Jennifer and Anissa are when she finds out that she has powers and how she reacts to it and reacts out to um, to finding out that her dad is Black Lightning. And so it's really cool to see that and then see how the family deals with that together. Um, they they did make some mention about you know. There's just things that parents don't tell their kids about, you know, like Santa and the Easter Bunny. And I don't really know what they were getting at with that uh, because, I don't know, my, my parents tell me about Santa and I still know about him. So I don't, I don't really know what they're getting at with that. But <laughs> other than that, I thought it, that scene was handled fantastically. Yeah, the, the family interactions, I always say, they're by far the best thing. And I just love seeing the family interacting, how they react differently to powers being revealed. Anissa's all excited about being Thunder. Jennifer is the opposite way. And so I really, I like how they have two different approaches, but they they still feel like sisters. 
Um, I also, I'm, I'm liking Lynn more. I, I predicted earlier that she would be an unlikable character just because she's in the spot where she has to want them to not be superheroes, but she's, she's doing a great job. I got to give hats off to the actress because that is a thankless role and she's pulling it off well without being, um, I, I don't know. I, she's a much more likable character than I thought she would be by this point in the season. I agree. And I like seeing Anessa, even though I don't think she handled telling her sister the right way to break it to her. I like seeing how like her lip reading skills are coming into play. And also her showing Jefferson the parallels between him keeping his secret identity from his two daughters to Gammy keeping secrets from him. So I just think that she's nailing it. And the lightning and thunder sang when she walked out. I thought that was great. Yeah, she's doing a really good job. She's become a pretty good hero in a very short amount of time. So I, I'm interested to see that maybe they'll go kind of the opposite way with Jennifer as they did with Anissa and she'll she'll struggle and maybe make some bad choices with her powers and do something wrong so I I don't know if that's what will happen or maybe we'll just wait a while before she's a a full hero like Anissa seems to be and speaking of which what about her suit she has a super suit so she's a superhero now I think that's all that's required right it's it is the suit right yeah it's uh (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) Uh, I, I like it. I mean, it's 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 not the best thing ever, but I, I liked it. What do you think, Travis? Oh, I really, I thought it went well with Black Lightning's costume as well. I thought they fit, and also it shows Gamby's skills making making suits. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good for a TV costume. It's not amazing, but it's it's passable. An upgrade it, from what she had before. Yeah, there's there's something else I I wrote down though about um, when Lynn was talking to jennifer she mentioned they were talking and they mentioned vixen and supergirl and so i think that's the first time we've ever in this show like had any sort of connection to the arrowverse if if i'm not mistaken well i think it's still vague enough uh that it doesn't necessarily like vixen and supergirl could be still be just comic book characters or or have their own tv show in this universe and not be real characters or they could i think it's still open-ended enough they they could be on supergirl's earth they could be on the main arrow universe so i think it's still vague enough because they don't specifically mention that those characters exist i gotta agree there but i like hearing it and i think they're going to tease that till the season finale where they might actually tell us if they're on the same earth or what's on the go there right and 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 unless they're doing a crossover there's no need to put themselves in a universe yet i think they'll eventually be a crossover but there's no need to put yourself in a universe until you have to. And just because there's no reason to, it opens up storytelling possibilities. Yeah. They don't need to to box themselves into a universe right now. No, but I guarantee you next season when the crossover comes about, there are going to be people wanting black lightning, thunder and lightning. Uh, I got a question for you guys. This is the second episode in a row. Now we haven't seen Tobias. Uh, What do you think about that? Yeah, I, we we've gotten plenty of him and so i i've been okay so far with maybe taking a little bit of a break because he you know he is the big bad but there's also the other stuff that needs to get taken care of and it still kind of you know involves him because he's involved with the green light and everything and so they're still taking on that storyline but i'm i'm okay with not seeing him for a little bit he's he's laying low for a bit makes sense right it's a tribute to the show that 
the big bad isn't there and yet it still feels it's still a compelling episode and it also is moving the story along forward it still feels like it's part of the one big story moving things forward yeah i was thinking the same thing that i didn't notice i didn't feel tobias's absence as much because it was a great story to have yeah and part of it that that made this episode more compelling too was also the the plot with henderson you know he's finally kind of taking a really big risk and trying to expose some of the the dirty police officers in his department and so i'm glad that we're getting some movement on that storyline as well because i like him as a character quite a bit and this is probably the the best kind of stuff that we've seen from him so far i agree i love the i love everything from henderson that was such a real conversation you know if something happens to me make sure my family knows i i really like that between him and and black lightning I, I one one last question i guess for i'll start with you travis but it seems like everything's moving forward fast you know we've got thunder out there now potentially lightning on the way as superheroes are you disappointed by how it seems like almost black lightning not is no longer a solo story and we're not following just his journey but and just him on missions by himself are you disappointed in that would you like to have seen more or are you you liking it what do you think i'm enjoying it because this is black lightning's not his origin story this is him after he was black lightning and then gave it up for nine years to come back so he has daughters that are of the like adults so it's nice to see them with their powers and struggling with their powers and He's going to be more of a mentor role going forward, and I'm going to enjoy that, to be honest with you. Uh, it kind of sucks that we didn't see him doing solo missions, but maybe that's what the flashback possibilities are for. Maybe we will get to see a lot of his flashbacks of missions with his old suit. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not disappointed because this is this is one of the things that I was actually looking forward to the most on this show is that it is a family of superheroes and they're not wasting any time setting that up. And there's just there's so many different cool things that they can do with that. I'm I'm excited that they're already doing that. So I'm not disappointed. I, I was going to say, I, I thought I would have wanted more Black Lightning by himself adventures, but there's just such great energy when Black Lightning and Thunder are out in the field together. There's I mean, there's just so much enthusiasm. And I just love that dynamic. So I, I don't miss not having more Black Lightning solo stuff. Um, I'm sure I would enjoy it, but I, I like what it's going on right now. So I wouldn't want to miss out on that. I just love him with, when he takes pride in seeing Anissa do a good job. I just love it. <laughs> it's so cool because it's such a balance and you see him struggling with it. He wants her to be safe, but he, he's also incredibly proud of of. You know, his daughter wants to be like him. That's pretty cool. Well, anything else for Black Lightning, guys? Can't wait for next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a return for Tobias. Agreed. Travis, where can we get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. Just drop me a line and we can chat DC anytime. All right. That is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow.